why watch that TV talk? Hey, listeners, we, of course, have more TV for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about TV because we know it was a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you probably had a chance to catch up on some of your shows. So we're going to give you a glimpse of our holiday weekend. Oh. And tell you the shows that we caught up on, as well as saying bye-bye for one of the shows for its season. So let's start with CBS's All Access $1. Now, this is a new show. Um, I don't know much about it, but you got a chance to catch a little bit of it. it I mean, is this something we need to be running to CBS All Access to watch? Um, well, let's not start there. Um, so... <laughs> Let's go here instead. And I'll come back to your question. Don't you worry. Mm. So what we have is, um, you know, some sort of thriller-ish kind of show. Uh, The title, let's start there. One dollar. You might be thinking, what does this mean? Well, there is literally a dollar bill that is being passed along from person to person as any currency would be. Mm -hmm. And whoever it's with, we start to get a sense of what's going on in their lives. Now, where we are, I believe it's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. And there is um, some sort of mill, right? And a murder has happened there. It seems that multiple people have been killed. Who did it and why, who's behind it, and so on and so forth. Now, we do have a central character here. um, And these central characters, uh, by the way, they do revolve around the mill. So I won't even go through character names, who cares? There's one guy who works at the mill and he seemingly has something to do with these murders because he was called there by his one of his bosses. Why? Right, why did that happen? Now on his way back from the mill, he ran into a young couple. And this young couple, they were at the golf course. Um, the female in this couple uh you know she has a father who's a developer Mm -hmm. in the area so very wealthy there's uh some sort of interaction among the three of them i won't give that away and then so that's linkedin and we get other people linkedin and as you go through the episodes you'll have more and more information about who these people are there's a bar tender involved and so on and so forth so the point is this can they gin up enough tension enough stakes to make this something that'll keep you watching and keep you going hey who are all of these new people and how do they interact do i want to learn more about them in addition to how they relate to these supposed murders okay now should you run out and pay for CBS All Access if you'd only already have it to watch this? No. Mm-mm. So with that said, the question is if you get a free trial, if you haven't uh, tested out before, or if you already have it, should you watch it? Well, based on just the first episodes, all that's aired, I'd say that it's a maybe. Mm-hmm. I will say at the very beginning, Ref, there's a scene leading into the opening credits uh, where one of the lead guys and the lead guy in the actual first episode, I should say, he's mistaken for a homeless guy. That interaction was bad. 
all right, leading right into the credits. So as a critic, I'm going, uh-oh. This is where you take me into the credits. But after the credit scene, and the credit scene, by the way, reminded me of some sort of neo-noir thing. I, <laughs> I didn't quite understand how that linked to the show. But five, after the credits, it found its groove. So, you know, if you're a fan of this kind of show where you have a, this mystery <clears throat> thriller thing, okay if you have easy access to CBS All Access. Outside of that, would you pay for it? Would I recommend that? No, but you do have The Good Fight. You do have Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> okay, so there you go. All right, moving on to Amazon. Jack Ryan is finally here. There's been a lot of talk about this new, it, actually it's called Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we make that distinction because uh, there is a movie, Jack Ryan, and as we said in like an early episode, um, there and, and we have a giveaway <laughs> um, of all the Jack Ryan movies that have been available. But now it's coming to TV via Amazon Prime. So if you have that, you can binge all eight episodes right now. It's been renewed for a second season already, and it's starring John Krasinski, Wendell Pierce, along with a lot of other people who kind of show up. And uh, we're back with Jack. Yeah. Um, And just so everyone knows, if you're a huge fan of Jack Ryan, of the books, all of that, this is based on it. It is not the same. It's it's, it's actually based on the characters. Mm -hmm. That's how it's credited. Yeah. There you go. So if you're expecting what you've seen before in movies, what you've read, don't. Okay. So with that said, yeah, we know Jack Ryan. He works for the CIA. He's a CIA officer. Um, and what he does is essentially he's a financial expert. So he is someone who tracks the finances, in this case, of terrorists in order to stop them before they get started. Now, just to make this as seamless as possible, Jack Ryan has a backstory that's affecting his present. You'll figure out what that is if you decide to watch this. Okay. Also, he has a new boss in the form of Wendell Pierce. Okay. Who also Wendell, has a past. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, Wendell Pierce's character has this past that the ref said that has led him to where he is in his career, which is not where it should be. Why? Now, this dude knows his stuff. So Jack Ryan is the kind of character who, hey, if something's on his mind and he thinks it's, it's an important, he's going to say it regardless of who's in the room. Doesn't matter who's listening. Doesn't matter what the 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 pecking order is. <laughs> He's gonna interrupt and say, "Hello, excuse me. I have this theory that I think we need to take seriously." And do they do so in the show? What do you think? But Wendell Pierce, every now and then, will say, "Hold on. <laughs> Let me correct you, son." Okay. So that dynamic ref, I really enjoyed. And then what we see in this season is there's this main terrorist whom Jack Ryan has a beat on, everyone else is going, how do you know that this guy is actually who you think he is? We see how, you know, they have all of these kinds of, of, uh, they almost get him, but then they miss him. You know, the stuff we've seen before. Now, what we also see from the terrorist side is the impetus for him becoming a terrorist. Also, his family dynamic, which might not be what you expect it to be. So there's not only tension between the two opposing sides here when it comes to the terrorist angle, 
there's tension among the terrorist family. And that I find, found interesting. Okay, so by the end of this thing, of course the question is, can Jack Ryan at all stop this terrorist from succeeding? <laughs> there is a certain plot in place that they're trying to figure out and they really think it's gonna be something big. And at the end of season one, you'll see the results of that. And of course, we're going into season two. And in season two, of course, people will be in different positions. Okay? So that's essentially what's going on with Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Now, yeah. should you watch it? Right? Well, let's talk about John Krasinski if we could, Ref. This is not who you would think of as Jack Ryan. You know, if you were to go to a casting director and say, hey, we're casting a new Jack Ryan, they wouldn't say, what about John Krasinski? So the question is, why would you cast him in this role? Well, because they want to play up how smart he is. They want to play up how, okay, he may not look like this guy who was a former Marine, all of that. He can take you, he can take you off guard, that kind of thing. And so the show is trying to do a new kind of spin on something very familiar. We've seen it in plenty of movies, plenty of TV shows. Uh, Ref, you even talked about 24 from many years ago. Right now it's even Homeland. Like this is the kind of stuff I was thinking of. Nothing new. So they try to do a wrinkle there. Wendell Pierce is another. Doing the family kind of thing from the terrorist angle is a whole other. So what does this add up to? It adds up to eight episodes of entertainment. That's what it is. Is this something where you're gonna go when you're finished, wow, I can't believe I saw that? No. But it won't be a waste of your time. And if you like this kind of story, while it's familiar, you'll go, okay, it's still entertaining. So I was entertained by it, and that's pretty much it. On Netflix, Ozark is in its second season, 10 total episodes. Uh, listen, Jason Bateman is back, and he's given us the gravitas of his dramatic abilities. The question is, are we returning to the second season excited, or are we gonna go, meh? Well, the Bird family, okay? Papa's played by Jason Bateman, Mama played by Laura Lee. And oh boy, what a pair. <laughs> okay, what a pair. Not only as characters, but also as actors. So the two of them is really enough to watch because it's such a pairing that we normally don't see. Like I would never think to put them together and that makes it really interesting just to watch them work. Now, what has happened after season one is, yes, they have gone from Chicago to uh, the Ozarks. They've taken their two kids with them. Um, and in the Ozarks, the problem is that Jason Bateman's character has been working for the mob, well, not the mob, for a uh, uh, Mexican cartel. Okay, and he is trying to escape them by doing certain things. All right, so we see out in season one, that doesn't quite pan out because not only of uh, his problems with the cartel, but also with the problems he encounters with the people in the Ozarks who may not wanna do exactly what he wants them to do, okay? They have their own interests involved. And these are criminal elements. There's a family of criminals, and this isn't, these aren't like big time criminals. Uh, the daughter or the, the female of this family is whip smart, but she does have a record. 
She ends up working with uh, Marty Bird, who is uh, Jason Bateman's character. Okay. Then we also have um, another family. They own a lot of land in the Ozarks. And on this land, they do have um, a poppy field. Now, you know what's going on with that. And these two, this married couple, it's, they're an older married couple, but they will cut you, literally. Poison you, shoot you, whatever it needs to take care of. Okay. So in season two, we see how Marty's continuously trying to get his family out of this situation. And what has happened is another element from the cartel has come in in the form of Janet McTeer, a wonderful British actress. And she's their lawyer and she's gonna make sure that things go down correctly because Marty's idea is let's start this riverboat casino to launder your money. <laughs> this has never happened before. Can he do that? Will the Missouri uh, politicians allow him to do that? These are the questions. Also, at any moment, someone could be killed. I mean, he, there are so many different spots that Marty is, could be killed from. <laughs> so many different people could actually kill him, his wife, and his children. And don't forget about Laura Linney's character, who is someone to deal with on her own not to mention the kids and everybody else. So what this is, everybody, it's a big ball of conflicts. There are so many conflicts in this show that actually they could get rid of some and still have a lot. Everyone has conflicts of interest with everyone else. They even pull in in the second season, ref, <clears throat> the Kansas City mob. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it's so much to contend with here that what I have to say is this. If you are planning to binge season two, it might be a lot. As a critic watching all uh, 10 episodes binging, it was a lot. Halfway through, I was kind of like, okay, I can stop here and come back. And I will say that I believe Netflix is not promoting it as a binge. Hmm. So keep that in mind, it's a lot going on. And as you go through the season, you lose some of the humor that we were used to. It gets really serious. Not bad, but serious. So watch out if you're gonna binge this. I still recommend it. I still think it's a good show. I enjoyed the characters and the actors. It was just a whole lot. Listeners, guess what? Ew! We at YY said we have a certain thing called giveaways. Giveaway! You get one, you get one, and you get one! Ooh! <laughs> now, what is this one that you're getting possibly? It's Action Point! Oh, yeah. Now, this is a Blu-ray DVD combo. Uh, now, you're going, you might be going, well, what, what is Action Point? What is Action Point? I was. Hold on. If you are a fan of Jackass, Yes, I get to say that. <laughs> then this is the movie for you. It stars Johnny Knoxville and Chris Pontius of the same yeah. show. Yeah. And they do the same kind of things in this movie. Now, the selling point, according to the ref, <laughs> is... Oh, you just threw me out there. <laughs> the bonus content here. Yeah, you get this high-definition film, but you get all of this bonus content and one of the characters played by Chris Pontius, his name is Benny. So you get, a, I'll just say this one. You get a bonus content entitled Benny and the Ish Birds. Ish. No, it's not Ish. Okay. I'll say the first part. Shh. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then it is at the end. So there we go. You know what you're getting here. Now what happens in this movie is Johnny Knoxville is the owner of this amusement park that's all wrong. Everything about it's wrong, the rides, the staff, and so on. So of course you have to get stunts. Yeah. So if you want to see the stunts where people are possibly being injured for real, this is the giveaway for you. And how do we find giveaways again, Rep? I well, you go to www.whywatchthat.com slash giveaways and three, 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 one, two, three, one, two, third, three lucky winners get their chance to walk away with action point. Showtime has a new show called Kidding and James, James Carey, or well, Jim Carey as we, we all know and love, is back. Now I remember watching this trailer and it is the most trippy thing I think I've ever seen uh, Jim Carrey do. And I'm talking about spotted my, all of it. It's, it trumps all his trippiness. So it premieres, I believe on the 9th it says here, um, but it's 10 episodes mm-hmm. and it's showtime. So you got to keep that in mind with yeah. Jim Carrey. So we are, there's no jokes here or, <laughs> or, or are there? I don't know. That trailer really got me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, what's happened here, Ref, is Showtime released it a week early online. So if you go into their app, it's there. So this is how the critic got to see it. And they even, this Labor Day weekend, they had a a free trial, all of that. So there you go. So this is pairing Jim Carrey again with Michelle Gondry, director of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So you're thinking, wait, are we going to get that kind of thing? And the ref was hinting in that uh, in her introduction. So, yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of like kind of. Now, there's only one episode and it's a half hour, which is good. We don't really need an hour from these two. <laughs> half hour is plenty. And what happens is Jim Carrey is playing kind of a, a new age Mr. Rogers. That's who he is. So we see him. I believe it's that Conan O'Brien show. I, I'm not sure which late night host. We see him there, you know, doing the whole late night thing. And he sings his song that he normally sings to the kids. The whole audience knows it. You know this kind of scene. Okay, it's nicely set up. And he has this ukulele that's also a puppet. And I found that very inventive and, and brilliant. I really enjoyed it. The song was cute, all of that worked. So from the beginning, you're going, oh, okay, we know who this guy is. Then we come to realize that his family life is in a shambles. Something tragic has happened, I won't give that away, that really is tearing this family apart. His wife doesn't want to be with him, and he wants to be with his wife and, and, and kids and all of that, but he's living alone. Why? Right? Why? So we also see him at work. Behind the scenes, he has a boss, and his boss is played by Frank Langella. Oh, yeah. And he also has a co-worker who's played by Catherine Keener. So Catherine Keener's worked with Gondry before. Okay, so she's back with him as well. Now, there's more to this relationship than just professional. I won't give that away because they reveal it in the first episode. So what we start to see is what's going on with Jim Carrey's character. 
what is this tragedy? How has it affected him? And how is he going to move forward? Because he has specific ideas about where this kid show should go that might not be the thing that his producer wants it to be. So that's just from the first episode. We'll see in the remaining nine episodes how they develop this. Now, Gondry, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get all kinds of unexpected visuals and storylines. So he doesn't write it, but that's what he gravitates toward. And that's no exception here. The question is, is this a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a dramedy? Huh. That's where your hands will go up. Are there some funny moments? Yeah, it's mostly somber though. So again, eternal sunshine, right in that vein. And we'll need to see more episodes to really know whether they're gonna hit the nail on the head, whether they're gonna do that or not. Based on the first episode, I will watch the next one. Was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect, but it was interesting. Well, we are gonna cap this with Younger's season finale. Season five is a wrap on TV land, but don't fret, it's coming back for season six. And we do end things rather interestingly. You think the button has been, you think the bow has been tied, but has it? Yeah. Between these two long lost lovers. Newly found lovers, I guess now. <laughs> yeah, finally the unrequited love is being requited, right? I guess, now. We have Sutton Foster, she plays Liza Miller. We know she's pretending to be 26, she's in her 40s. Maybe, is she 27 now, something like that. Okay. Yeah, she's 27. She has a daughter. She has a best friend, whom she's living with. All right, we got that. And that's played by Debbie Mazar. At this point, she has an ex-boyfriend, played by Nico Tortorella. His name is Josh, he has a tattoo shop. He still loves Liza though. And does he know the truth about her? Right now he does. Everybody has, does except for like two well, people <laughs> at this season. We'll get rid of that, yes. Now, she also has a friend at work, played by Hilary Duff. They also are running this younger imprint at their publishing house. So that's where they work. They run the millennial imprint. Liza's not millennial though. How is that gonna work out? Uh-oh, okay. She got a boss. And in this season, let's just go there. She starts dating the boss. Yeah, we've talked about it before. We know, we're, we're mm -hmm. with you. Yeah, dating the boss. Now, how can you do that? And that boss is played by Peter Hermit. Ah, so the whole thing is, look, the boss is going, we gotta keep this under wraps. I just don't wanna deal with the problem. We are in a Me Too mo moment. They had their own problem with that. Okay, Liza's kinda going, yeah, I understand, but. Now, in this season, the question is, as a result, is Liza gonna stay at this publishing house or is she gonna move on in order to be able to be free about this relationship and to free these people from her lie? Because if it gets out, that could ruin the publishing house. Now the publishing house isn't doing that well anyway, okay? So there is a frenemy <laughs> who comes in Offers Liza a job. Is Liza gonna take this or not? It is a competitive job, highly competitive. Uh-huh. And by the end of season five, people are in different places. Mm-hmm. Maybe not where you expect. So going into season six, the thing is, when is this ball gonna actually drop for real? 
when is everyone going to know what Liza has done and how is that going to affect where they are? Or are they going to be able to insulate themselves sufficiently so that everything turns out okay? Now, season five of Younger, it's Younger. By now, we know this show. Uh, they know what they're doing. If I'm comparing it to other seasons, Ref, this is my favorite. No, it's not my favorite, but I still enjoyed it. I'd still enjoy for the summer seeing New York in this way, seeing these characters. It's all fun. And I know I'm in the hands of people who know what they're doing. So bring on season six, heck, bring on season seven. The question is gonna be though for me, Ref, how long is this gonna play out? At some moment, that ball's gonna have to drop, like get it over with already. Mm, and where do they go from there? I have yeah. to say, um, we both watch Younger. I enjoyed the side stories, this uh, especially, especially Diana Trout's um, mm -hmm. side story. Wonderful, really developing uh, her character and her love interest and sort of stripping away the Diana Trout whip that she uh, so often cracks. So we're excited about Younger. We're excited about all these TV shows. You can catch them now, as we said, on their respective uh, stations, uh, studios, whatever. However you do it, get it done because TV is not slowing up for anybody.